Yeah, nothing existed pre-COVID, so... Right. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Those were the before times. The, the long, long ago. Everybody and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined as always by Brady and Dave. Boys, happy Monday. How we doing? How we feeling? A little fried. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, I don't know. Liverpool <laughs> man. Oh, so close, Dave. History was in my hands. (laughs) Trying to analyze all the games at once really took it out of me, folks. It was fun. It was great. (laughs) I've never felt so alive. (laughs) I could tell. Dave was sending us photos of his setup. It looked pretty legit. It was almost the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So close. So close. Before we dive into everything that we have to discuss today, I want to give a quick shout out to Ian, the fine, fine producer for our podcast. Thank you, Ian, for all the work that you've put in. Thank you to Jen as well, helping us run our social media accounts. Appreciate all the work that you two Simply the best. do. Yeah, you really are. Sports, sports, the wonderful world of sports. A so lot much. of things are happening right now. NBA finals. I'm not a big NBA fan, but finals I will I will watch because that's mm-hmm. that's big stuff. There are four teams left. Final four, the NBA. <laughs> Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. They're playing tonight. That's Monday night, the 23rd of May. Miami leads the series two to one. Brady, prediction. Who takes who out of those two teams is going to the finals? The Heat have lost about every quarter except for two, and yet somehow have wow. two wins. It's pretty insane. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think they keep it going just because it seems like the Celtics don't have it all together. Um, mm. I'm also casually rooting for the Heat because Jimmy G gets buckets. Um, he do. Yeah. Um, but I like Tatum too, so it's fun to see his rise, and I want to see if he you know, keeps getting better because that's what the best in basketball do. Dave says no. Whatever. Like, these two are just <laughs> blessed that Giannis is not there with a the full team. So, Ooh, irrelevant. Miami will win and they will lose to Golden State. Probably. <laughs> that, yeah, that is my prediction as well. The other two teams still battling it out. Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks. They play tomorrow, Tuesday night. Golden State leads the series three to zero. No question who's going to end up in the finals. Yeah. Wiggins ended that last night for sure. Like it was (laughs) over after that. So yeah, it was. Yeah. I will say, do you know who's good at basketball? Luka Doncic. (laughs) It's kind of insane. Yes. Although Jimmy Butler is putting up Michael Jordan numbers. So I don't really know what to, to do with any of this other than watch it. It's been pretty fun. Playoff genius. Absolutely. Apart from the NBA finals, we had another championship yesterday, Sunday, May 22nd, take place in the world of golf. PGA championship. Justin Thomas is the victor. Congratulations to him. That is his second. There was a three-hole playoff with him and Will Zalatoris. Who's one Will, of your faves? Oh, he's he is my favorite right now. Willie Z, my boy. So... <laughs> I, I was rooting for him. I was golfing yesterday, at, so recorded it, stayed up late. But I get as excited for overtime golf as you two get for extra time in, yeah. in soccer. I, I was geeking out, having a great time. Unfortunate that Will couldn't pull off the victory. Good thing is, is he's got a lot of time. It's nice to see Justin win another one, I suppose. He's, he's just excellent. Uh, but that three-hole playoff, there were some fantastic shots. Looked a lot like my game. 
Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Maybe not so much. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my question of favorite sports. Now, that's a stupid question. Uh, mm, for a soccer just podcast. laid out like that <laughs> for a soccer podcast. Yes. So we're breaking it down into three categories. Favorite sport to watch on TV. Favorite sport to watch live in the stadium or on the field and favorite sport to play in real life. I will go first since I'm posing the question. That seems fair. My favorite sport to watch on TV, NFL football. Love it. Love the atmosphere. Love the snacks. Love the time of year. Cold outside. Yeah. Nothing better to TV do. Game. Yeah, it's, it's really perfect. good. It's perfect for the time. Watching live, baseball. Summer, warm, hot dogs, beer. Mm. Ooh, delicious. Love, love some live baseball. Play in real life, golf. Absolutely love it. Love everything about it. And that comes as a surprise to no one. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, Dave, I want to go with you next because I'm pretty Ooh. sure all three of Brady's answers are the same sport. No. <laughs> So mine are all the same too. Not golf, not golf, not golf. But, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm actually pretty split between uh, soccer and football on TV. Like I'm a huge mm. like fantasy football guy, but yep. at the end of the day, like soccer over the years has become more and more enthralling for me and I'm addicted to it. And soccer is a must for me. So it mm-hmm. having it, it come from behind it. That means something that I'm saying that they're neck and neck for me for watching mm. on television, Okay, uh, watching live soccer or baseball, like football is not as entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. Baseball. I love it. I'd say soccer gets the edge though. Cause it gets me going more and baseball's too slow. So I honorable <laughs> mention to baseball, soccer. No, no, no. <laughs> sure. Playing in real life is definitely soccer. And then a close second is softball. Yeah, I can still go out there and relive my childhood days of mm-hmm. <laughs> mash. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Brady, ready for a surprise, everyone? Yep. It's it's soccer, soccer, soccer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you just a little bit more because it's it'll be more fun. Uh, I'm actually a huge race fan. I love watching mm. racing mm. on TV, um, and that's something that. Unless you're really into it live, it's hard to watch racing because Can you have verify. to have all this equipment and then, yeah, all this stuff. So on TV, like Indy 500 is one of my favorite events in the world. I've gotten into NASCAR because it was one of the only things going when the pandemic had first started. So I got into that. I love me some Bubba Wallace. Um, and then, you know, Formula One, I was a big fan of that back in Michael Schumacher's days. Uh, and then everyone started watching Drive to Survive. And I was like, well... You, you're just, you just got here. Come on, everybody. Um, but yeah, so I'm a huge race fan, like cars. Um, so that's one that I watch on TV quite frequently outside of soccer. I'm going to keep soccer as my watching live one because that's what I tell people that tell me, yeah, soccer is boring. You got to see it live because once you feel that energy, you feel a crowd swell with every time it gets close to the box. Uh, if you're in a supporter section, you're never bored. So that's my argument. Every time, watch it live. Soccer is the best live, just for me. It is. It and is. then to play, whirly ball. Ooh. Ooh. Is that a sport now? <laughs> Has to be. Come on. It's a great, <laughs> great, great game. That is a blast. I, I could definitely <laughs> that, go out there. Uh, crack open a couple of brewskis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Drive around in circles. Run into your friends. the ground with your, like, plastic <laughs> lacrosse thing. <laughs> Pretending like you're the Warriors. Come out and play. Come on. <laughs> great. It's great. Yeah. Nice pick. Nice pick there at the end, Brad. That is a good one. All right. Thank you, boys, for playing along. That was fun. Moving on to the main topic, the whole point of this podcast, soccer. Starting with the Red Stars again. Starting on a happy note. Woo. They played the Orlando Pride this weekend on Sunday. Came away with a big victory for to two. Yeah. We talked about that long road trip, that long flight Mm -hmm. did not slow the red stars down. No, Um, they did not. Also the return of Mallory Pugh, which was great. She got herself a brace. Sure did. And uh, we needed both of them in order to not get the tie. So that's fantastic. 
Although we did smash them. It was 14 shots, nine of which on goal. Yeah. Like we, we got them, which is good. Uh, we should be beating a team like Orlando, even in their yard. Yep. The other two goals for the Red Stars came from Sarah Griffith and Bianca St. George. The Red Stars currently sit sixth in the standings. Way to go, ladies. Keep up yeah. the good work. Keep it up. They're going to need it. Up next, they play the Portland Thorns Saturday, May 28th at 7 p.m. Central. I have not checked. Uh, I did check the standings for the Red Stars. I, I didn't see where the Thorns are at right now. Do either of you know? It's too early mm-hmm. to be important. Yeah, true. Yeah, I just got to get your team together. They've played one extra game uh, over the Red Stars, and they have one less point. So we sh- can and should pull away from them. That would be good. But Excellent. Portland is not a team to just ignore. They are very good no. every year that they play. So, Man, yeah. the two new clubs are just smoking everybody right now. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Alex Morgan making a fool yeah. of everybody. Yes. Oh, yeah. Moving over to the MLS Chicago Fire update for you. Mm. <laughs> yes, that sound is perfect. Pass. We had the Fire had a road trip, New York, played New York Red Bull this past Wednesday. Red Bull. 18th, three to three draw is the end result here. So the Red Bulls still yet to win at home. <laughs> still. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we did and it. I, this is yeah. That's that, that's the positive spin on this, right? Is uh, we got a draw. It wasn't us, New York. <laughs> it wasn't us that they beat in their own building. The goals for the fire came from Mueller. Welcome. Mm-hmm. That was a nice one. Omsberg and Shakiri. Mueller. <laughs> Mueller. Yeah. No, he looks good. <laughs> That is what he's good at. The the really techie stuff. Ball glued to his foot. It was a good goal. Yep. The really like heartbreaking part of this game was the fact that it was the 88th or 89th minute that Shakiri scored the goal to put the fire up three to two. And you we know, had to win it, right? You have to win it. Yes, absolutely. Please. Do it. Just hold on for another three minutes of extra time at the end and the fire couldn't do it. They mm-hmm. let in a game tying goal like a minute and a half after they had scored. It was just a flashback to last year's fire defense where they couldn't hold anyone accountable in the last five minutes of a game. Really painful to watch that. Yeah. This was one where just no one decided to stop the ball. Like no one, really made that commitment. And then once someone dribbles into your box, it's hard to make a challenge because you run the risk of causing a penalty. So rough one. Slonina had another one go through his hands. That was yeah. tough to see. Um, but it seems like Slonina's picking it back up. It seems like he's just getting back to normal, which is good. He made an important announcement, which we'll get into later. Um, and hey, we did not lose. We were not the, the team to do so. Yeah. Four days later, Fire had a chance to redeem themselves again in New York, playing NYCFC. That resulted in a one to zero loss, unfortunately for the Fire. I am curious. Um, the the only goal of the game came on a penalty kick that was given because of a handball penalty that was called in the box. To me it looked pretty soft um, as the player that was called for it. He's up in the air at the time that it's called. He's trying to head the ball. Like there's nothing he can do to get his arm out of the way at that moment. It bounced off of the back of his head and hit his own arm. But I don't know like the technical details of uh, the, the sport really overall. So I'm curious um, for both from both of you, is that a valid penalty call? Or no, regardless, I don't like it. Ezra doesn't like it, but uh, is that legitimate or? Oh, yeah, I'm with Ezra, man. I thought that was softer than room temperature butter, to be honest with you. It was just, (laughs) it was just really weird. Like, (laughs) I thought, like, what could he even possibly do about that? Right. um, In that circumstance. So I was pretty infuriated. Uh, Should have been, we should have drawn ourselves out of, New York. 
but it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, this is how handballs are called these days. So what used to happen was there was an element of intent was part of the call, uh, which made the referees' lives pretty much impossible because how are you going to judge that in live time? It became pretty. And then now you include video review you can't have intent anymore. It's just not going to work. And also everyone knows that they're being watched by a video. So you can't, you can't do it that way. I just feel like though, if, but if the, if the rule is still intent, then what's the intent? The fact that he even raised his arms to make the jump, like in that caused him, like if you even use your arms to make a jump, then that's what you give up. Like you give up that risk. Like, I think that's also like ridiculous because you want people to get up elevated as much as they can like and you right. can't do that when you have your arms strapped to your side like to right. get in so, the way. so yeah so the rule yeah. went from intent to Ugh. uh Ugh. playing position your arm had mm. to be in like a a natural position was what they would call it and so if you were like running and the ball hit your wrist while you were running yeah. they wouldn't call it and then that became so a whole isn't that thing natural jumping motion yeah so yeah. then they changed it Less. from there so now we're in the newest Ugh. iteration of handballs. Ugh. Now it's if you make your body bigger, then they have to call it. If it's within the frame of your body, then they won't call it. And so it's all the about right thing though. Yeah. Then it's, for the sport, right? Because it'll be more goals and they're yeah. not doing what MLB does and makes the balls dead. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah, yeah. Changes I guess the game to game. MLS, smaller league, but better league question mark i could write a column right now <laughs> <laughs> they were the first to bring in var too so we were a little bit of the guinea pig so mls had to adapt to it quicker and then you know the world kind of they tried to officiate soccer the same way it's not the same in every country but mm. they try to and that's part of the new element of it is if your hands are within the frame of your body then you're good to go but as soon as it gets ex- extended and flung out even if it's a natural playing position they're going to call it. And so they, the referees called it correctly, despite it being pretty lame. Yeah, I guess I can see, I can see why the rule is what it is and why that was called. Still don't like it. Yeah. All we can do is move on, look ahead to the future coming up next for the fire. They have Toronto FC in Toronto on Saturday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Central. Toronto currently sits at 13th in the Eastern Conference. The only team below them, the fire. Yeah. So this is an opportunity to prove that we are not the worst team in the conference. Yay. The fighting How Bradleys. Hell did that happen? <laughs> Michael and that Bobby. Happened really quick. The fire being in last place. Yeah. Remember that kind of crept we up out of so nowhere. Optimistic like four weeks ago. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, when you don't score any points and don't score any goals, this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. I uh, died with my bachelor party. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fitting. We were the we were the bad luck that entered the building. <laughs> we we cursed the fire. Yeah, no, it was an element of we came in with a plan to set up that defense and make sure that was strong, which was successful. And then it never Mm -hmm. translated to the other end of the field. And so what that then starts to do is makes you press and go, okay, well, we really need to work to get this goal. And that's when you start thinking about other things outside of defense because we're not creating goals. So we got to be doing that. We got to be doing that. We got to be pushing forward. And it's both a Shakiri's getting used to the league and we really shouldn't have expected him to be a dynamo immediately, immediately. Uh, and we did kind of warn you that he wouldn't be, but at the same time, I think that he has not hit even as fast as I expected him to. And then also Shabilko hasn't been as good as I wanted him to be. So there's elements of that. I'm excited about the new wingers that have come in, which is fun. And perhaps this is more of an where our expectations should have been. Like we're just trying to make the playoffs at this point, but really trying to set a foundation and, the the past few games with the own goals and things like that has made it seem not so good, but I am seeing still very good things structurally for the fire. And, you know, that's my explanation for where they're at is structurally it's there. We have a baby as a goalkeeper. That's going to happen. He's going to go through some slumps 
And Ezra, this is his first head coaching gig. You earn your stripes when you lose because winning's easy, but losing sucks and is hard <laughs> to keep everyone together and it's hard to teach. And this is where he's going to really earn his stripes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That was beautifully put because I think he's Thanks. a guy that's going to be around for a while. And I think it's essential that he goes to this hard point because I think it came a lot easier for him as a player at times. Not saying that it's easy to win like that, what he mm-hmm. won, but I felt like he definitely didn't have the challenge that's in front of him when he had it. There's a lot less talent on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to point out to the two games in New York, uh, Iro Torres did not start. Mm-hmm. So I think that was interesting as well. Uh, it seems like the front office might have a little bit of a, a say like on those new players coming in for ticket sales, like on the home front, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like I don't think he probably should have started. Uh, and that's become clear like ever since then. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, and we'll see how it kind of shakes out over this, this year. He was signed as a young DP. So there was intention there for him not to be like our main focal point uh, at the same time. So is right. Ali Seda and, that didn't work out all that well. So yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And I hope that he continues developing and I hope that people are sticking around for season two. Not that I'm looking forward to the next season yet. Um, I'm still going to be going to every fire game and all that, but um, it's just our expectations do need to be reset a little bit. Reel it in. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fishing pole. Reel it on in. Summer Maybe another activities. year under the Ezra system is going to help this team. Who knows? It will. Mm-hmm. It will. Culture's already way different. Yeah, for sure. That's that is definitely a positive. All right, moving over to the EPL for our game of the week or yes. games of the week <laughs> recap. Because last week we chose Championship Sunday, the final match day for the EPL as our game of the week. Full breakdown. Just going to go over the highlights. But there's a lot of meaningful games. Dave and Brady pretty much watched all of it. So I'm going to have them do most of the breaking down, but I will give you a small tidbit. Chelsea beat Watford 2-1, to qualifying for Champions League in third place in the EPL. Yay that they they didn't drop out. Yeah, because boy, it looked like they really wanted to for a minute. Beating Watford two to one is not something to really be super celebrated, other than you didn't give away any more points uh, before the end of the season because Watford is no more in the EPL. Nope. I was gonna say the only other game that didn't matter besides that one was I just wanted to point that out again. Besides that one, Leicester City <laughs> versus Southampton. Uh, Leicester City won four to one. But what a league, though! Every other game, yeah, totally yeah, the, awesome. All the other, all the other games matter from here on out, besides the one that Chelsea was involved in. So, thank you, yeah. Dave. Yes, Spurs making sure that. I got it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to Spurs grab that final Champions League spot. I am flying. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched the. I think the Arsenal game was on last Thursday, and just the way it turned out was. Totally insane, mm-hmm. but awesome for, for me. And then it went into this game. All we had to do was tie Norwich. And boy, did we not do that. We smoked them 5 nothing. It's what you should do. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dejan Kulosevsky had one of his best goals of the season. Nice. Upper 90 day. It was awesome. Son had enough goals to help himself in the Golden Boot campaign. And we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> And then Arsenal beat the crap out of a bad Everton team. Good for you, Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, all I have to say is Everton's lucky to be there. So <laughs> that was a performance <laughs> deserving of the championship. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be salty about that probably for the next five years. So, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it from here. We're going to jump into the Europa League and Europa Conference League qualifiers. So much like Brady and I were saying that we thought West Ham would leapfrog United, United did lose to Crystal Crystal Palace 1-0, but West Ham actually got 
blown out by Brighton three to one, which was God. an absolute shock. Like <laughs> it was handed to them on a silver platter to be in the Europa League, and it and they couldn't do it. They bombed that's out. Premier League <laughs> as hell, by the way. It, Just yeah, and it, it might have been fatigue though too from mm. their Europe like campaign, but that was like weeks ago as well. But it is very Premier League. It, it, I was pretty shocked, and again, man, you what a terrible season. Um, yeah. New manager though for Manu issued a statement that he's coming for Pep and Klopp this year. So I'd, I'd love to see him try. Yeah, with I that. saw that. So, so yeah, very interesting. <laughs> All eras must come to an end. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Your era needs to start first. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, he needs it. Okay. Cool thing he did. He's actually taking pictures with people at the stadium on the final day. So that's cool move. That's nice. Like that's, that's nice. probably a good sign for Manu. Man U fans like this guy is legit, but I just I don't know. I don't know how you turn over that squad that quickly. I think there's too many egos on it. I think you have like a huge like Ronaldo is a fantastic player. I don't see how you could build the franchise with a player that old at this Mm -hmm. point. Like he needs to go, and it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But we'll see. Um, jumping into the relegation battle. Gotta talk relegation. Yeah, this was was huge because (laughs) this goes back to the Everton conversation. Everton barely gets out of it. Um, Newcastle ends up beating Burnley two to one. Newcastle looks really good. Again, I think maybe they'll be nipping at people's feet, uh, from, for the conference or Europa league next year. They, they look like a solid squad. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of spending this summer. So Burnley fail. And that gives Leeds a humongous opportunity to to come up big, and they do. They beat oh. Brentford two to one in a, a crazy match. That's um, glorious. And Leeds survives. Like, and oh. I'm like, I haven't been talking about Leeds too much because we just don't have time. But what a year! And that's huge for America too. Mm-hmm. Huge Marsh. So yeah, that's many like, reasons. You know, yeah. So Jesse Marsh is on the floor. He's on the ground celebrating after their second goal. And then he realized that Burnley wasn't going to beat Newcastle, which was totally crazy. Um, yeah. So Leeds are still in, meaning that the American manager is still in the Premier League. Uh, almost the next moment, the next day, Brandon Aronson signs yes. for Leeds. Yes. So that's huge. Yeah. And then they're also looking at Tyler Adams. And if they can manage wow. to keep Calvin Phillips and then add Tyler Adams, that becomes a legitimately terrifying midfield to play against. Mini U.S. team. Yes. Also, yes. Yeah. It's like full of USA. <laughs> wonder, are they going to keep uh, Bamford as well? Like, I know he was plagued by injury this year, but like, like that'd be really interesting. He's really good up top. And I think he that's what they were perfectly. missing. And that's why they, they dipped so far this year is that he mm-hmm. was kind of out. So Cool. And then last but not least, the Premier League battle. And oh, my God, I mean, big. I was texting you guys for like four hours straight. So apologies <laughs> there. But like that was just insane. Um, I don't I don't even know the best way to approach this because I guess it's starting off Wolves about like minutes into the game, go up one nil on Liverpool. And and that was just <laughs> like, whoa. Well, yeah. if you told me that was the the plot, I would have said no. Because no, Wolves have no. been playing very poorly as of late. Not that they're not a great team. I, I mean, they're not a great team, but they're definitely top <laughs> 10. Like, they're <laughs> on the verge of qualifying for Europe every year. They yeah. do have some really good personnel. But going down 1-0, shocking. Yeah. Then to go on, and Villa gets the first goal against uh, against City with Maddie. Was it Maddie Cash? Yeah. Like, mm. in... At the at the ad in front of uh-huh. all those people, crazy. Like Stevie Gerrard is doing his job. This is gonna happen. Liverpool equalize, you know, like game on. This is mm-hmm. gonna be a wild finish. Uh beautiful Mane goal. And then, then um Coutinho pulls him mm-hmm. 2-0. And you think it's done. Like Do that's nothing. over. Two yeah. nothing. Was, oh. But then unfortunately. As soon as Coutinho got got tired, Klopp or Klopp, <laughs> confusing your right? Liverpool. Like, yeah, no, it is like yeah, it's the future blending in with the present now. So, so. <laughs> Gerard pulls Coutinho, 
And then four minutes later, Gunduan scores the first goal, who was he was subbed on. And then in a matter of five minutes, City like pull ahead Flood and are beating like Villa. It's just kind of entertaining because everybody now with smartphones knows the back mm-hmm. and forth. Like everybody knows in the stadium what's going on. And obviously it's uh coulda woulda shoulda, but like if Liverpool scores the go-ahead goal while Villa are still up two nil. You wonder like how, how dead the energy would have been. At, right. Does the at, crowd yeah, get out of it? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and they were pretty out of it at that point, but that would have been maybe demoralizing, but like everybody was very aware of what was going on at each other's stadium. So you always, you always have that in the back of your head. Like, Oh, it would have been so cool if this would happen. Like what a, what a crazy first, like last day of the campaign, this would have been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, most of the pundits were thinking, oh, Liverpool are going to pull it off, like going into halftime, like because it, it it just was kind of built. That script was it was there, like it was it was so close. Like Villa were up, you know, City just couldn't get through at all. It just didn't seem like it was their day. And then five minutes, and that's all it took, and and it was over. It's one of those, yeah. If you wrote it down as a script, people would reject it and go, no, this is yeah. kind of ridiculous. Like it's over yeah. the top. We don't need to go this back and forth in the final day. But yeah, you do. It was pretty fun. <laughs> it was it was perfect though. Like in what a cool, what a cool thing to even have. I'm like obviously I'm devastated mm-hmm. because that was like almost like if we would have been talking about a historical day on on Saturday uh with a potential quadruple. And not to say that it obviously like Liverpool slipped up too many times this season. They lost games that they should have won. They mm. had too many draws, but like, man, like what a, it's, it's a, the way this team has played, they deserved it. Like, and so did city. So like, obviously it was going to come down to if who slipped up on the last day and nobody did and city ended up winning out and they deserve it. But I don't know. I, I, I thought we had it. I, I don't know. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hilarious picture out there of Mo Salah holding up his trophies and just obviously sad. Like obviously, oh he was totally bummed. I didn't want to take this picture. I think not only did he want to win the Premier League, but I think he wanted the solo Golden Boot too. So I think he was pretty mad. Like hopefully he doesn't leave now that uh, everything blew up with Mbappe. Thanks, (laughs) thanks Real Madrid. But yeah, let's right, get so, let's get into the golden boot discussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you feel? So so it's split between Salah and Son at 23. Mm-hmm. And Salah completely dominated the first half of the season. Like that's where the predominantly he had most of his goals there. He starts kind of battling injuries and a poor lack of form. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's definitely definitely a shareable feat. Like uh, son was on this year and mm-hmm. like, that was cool that it was him and not Kane. Like what, are, what are your thoughts on that race? I almost wish. No, I, this is what I wish that Salah, because he had the assists as well. Mm-hmm. He just gets the golden boot. And then I wish there was a two person award between Kane and son. Because that was the most electric yeah. partnership I've seen in a long time of just out of nowhere, those two could create a goal. And it was fabulous to watch. It was super fun to be a Spurs fan this season because of the amount of ups and downs and new manager this, new manager that. Where's Kane going? Is he going to stay? So definitely a very stressful. Um, but that was just, that was my wish was if you had like a two person award, it would have easily been Kane and son. And uh-huh. That'd be that would cool. have been fun. Like best duo or whatever. Yeah. Like a, like a goal, like a cis combo almost. Not that I'm not super happy for unique, son. Yeah. Like yeah, son no, getting a golden boot. Sure. That's awesome. And he is a lovely, lovely human being. So he uh-huh. just think, based yeah, on off the field, he deserves it. It was really cool that he got that, but I feel like obviously there's a lot of egos like at this level of soccer, but like if you really do step back and think about it, like how much he played a role in that, like Kane has to know like that without him, like oh, yeah. son doesn't get that. So it's oh, like, sure. if as long as you're like, okay with like being the humble, like overs, like 
person kind of pushed off to the side, I feel like he should feel pretty accomplished that he was able to get Son to that almost unmatchable pace that Salah was yeah. at. Like that's pretty cool. So yeah. that's got to be cool. Not only as a Tottenham fan to qualify for the Champions League, but to mm-hmm. lock up one of those awards too. Like that's mm-hmm. that's sweet. Yeah, huge. Good on Conte as well. Yes. Uh, real quick, Allison and Ederson, twenty clean seats each. So that was really that was. Cool. I think that's fair as yeah, far as poetic yeah. justice. Oh, that I, is I super so fair. Yeah, yeah. Allison's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a big race between two Liverpool players. Uh, Sal ended, ended up winning the assist award, top playmaker with 13 assists, and Trent Alexander Arnold finished one behind him with 12. Neither of them got an assist on the final day. So they had locked that up the, the week before. It speaks to how good Salah was at the beginning of the season. Like he compiled a lot of those early on and was just unstoppable. Oh, yeah. He, he, that pace was obviously it was going to be a limited amount of time that he he could pull that off. But man, like if he kept it up, like crazy records would have been broken at that mm-hmm. point. So yeah. All right. So Premier I League. wanted, yeah, I wanted to take a look back on our predictions now, just because I thought that'd be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Herman, Chelsea, top four. You said they've been the top four the last three years. So. You were correct with that. However, you guaranteed that they were going to win the Champions League. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> and you said, "I'm sure the focus will be repeating there." Which you guys did actually go pretty far. Like, so you can't you can't blame that. You were very excited about Romelu Lukaku. That <laughs> did not go well. Yeah. Um, I think that was about it. Those were the main talking points in your summary. So that that was pretty good. That was pretty accurate. Top four Champions League is hard to predict. So also hard to predict yeah. World War Three. <laughs> yes, yes, that too. That too. Yes. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I wish. Yeah. You're in the dance again. That's the big yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's all about next year at this point. So for sure. Brady, you predicted top six at least for Tottenham. So hey. you guys actually got hey. top four. That's yeah. huge. Ooh. You aimed low. And anything beyond that was, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't look like it at times. The there no. were times the Spurs looked really bad, and even when no. Conte took over, it was like this is going to take a second. Mm-hmm. And you know that it, it worked out pretty well. Hopefully, that means we keep Kane. That's the biggest yeah. point of it. Yeah, I think that that's huge. I don't see why he wouldn't at this point under the new at management. I, I want to see where it goes because Lasavsky looks good. I don't know. I'd stay. You said Europe. What tournament are we in? It ended up not mattering because you guys didn't really go hard. No, we even like forfeited and asked. We asked to forfeit out of the tournament. Like, hey, there's too many games. We're not playing. You had mentioned domestic cups. We need mm-hmm. to win something, but I don't really know how that went. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you guys went too deep in those. No. Standouts. You were talking about Kane a lot. Ended up being Son. You had mentioned Christian Romero, 23-year-old Argentine, mm-hmm. Argentinian player, and then Brian Gill. How did those guys turn out this year? <laughs> uh, Brian Hill was uh, loaned away, so that Ooh. went well. I mean, he's, um, he's yeah, 20. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. He is still technically on our books, but I don't know for how long. Um, and then, yeah, Sergio Romero got better, He especially under Conte. Um, so, and he is an eliminator, can wipe out a player for a game. And then there are times where he kind of does some boneheaded stuff. So, you know, uh, I liked him. He's still, he's going to be on Spurs next year and yeah. And then keeping myself honest, Mm -hmm. I did say that Liverpool was going to win the league. Yes. It was close. And I said, it was very close. (sighs) That's as close as you could ask for. And, but I did I guaranteed top four. (laughs) Like, so that was, that was going to happen. Obviously if we weren't going to win, we were going to be in second. Said Europe, we were going to get to the semifinals. Hey. So we got there, we got through. So that was huge. And then, funny enough, domestic cups, I just said we wouldn't give a shit about those. We have better things to do <laughs> with the Champions League and the Premier League. And we ended up winning them both. So, wow. That was, yeah, that was not expected at all because that <laughs> tends to be the, the focus, tends to be the league. And I guess that's a testament to the depth that Klopp is built and that's why he's extended his contract 
Yep. Uh, top goal scorers, I said it would be Jota and Salah. Uh, I have to double check this, but I think obviously Salah was the top. And I actually called his, I think his goals at 23. Wow. In the League, which is pretty wild. Now wow. I'm looking that that's, that's, that's pretty crazy. And then Jota. himself on the back. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even know that. And I'm reading this kind of live. I, I just wanted to read through everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's sure you are. No, I'm serious. You can look at the top. <laughs> he's dislocating his shoulder. No, I, you can't yeah. see this, but he's dislocating no, his shoulder. Like he's I, patting his back so I hard. Think, uh, I think Mane um, ended up surpassing Jota in the Premier League goals, at least. So I did say I think Mane will have a rebound season. True. It was rough. And I said he'd score 18. So now I got to look it up. I got I to gotta check this out. So I can't, if I hit Mane as well, that'd be wild. It'd be too funny. Oh, so close. He only scored 16 in the Premier League this oh, year. But ah, that, was, that was pretty good. That close, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said top assist contributor would be Trent Alexander-Arnold. It ended up being Salah. Uh, Van Dyke's return will be huge. It was. Of course. Won a lot. Harvey Elliott. Was going to be big, ended up being injured, but he was still around. And I think he's going to be big, big next year. And I said, um, we will not use to city in the Premier League this year, which is also true. We had two draws against them. So, <laughs> you know, your team, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. I'm glad we did those predictions. So. Good season. Me too. I did not remember what I said for my predictions, but uh, all those things sound like. Me, it's on very paper. Confident, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Lukaku. Yep, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Looking ahead to next weekend for a game of the week, we have chosen the Champions League final. Has to be. How could it be anything else? Yeah, right. Has to be. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Dave, sweating bullets. Saturday, nah. May 28th at 2 p.m. Central. Dave, how are we feeling about this? I'm going to win it. I don't know. Tiago's injured, but I think we'll have Fabinho back. I think that's huge. Uh, we could get by with Henderson uh, creating plays. I know they're not the same player, but Henderson has gotten us there before, and I, I do feel pretty good about it. We just have to make sure we don't sleep on Benzema and Vinicius Jr. As long as we don't do that, we'll be okay. All right. Yep. Feeling it's going to be a great confident. game. I'm really excited. It's, it's going to be, gonna really be fun. Liverpool on the ball and Real Madrid counterattacking. That is how yeah. that game's going to look. Um, and I, I'm so excited. Yeah. And hopefully, with Van Dyke back at center back the counterattack will not be as easy as Wolves had against mm -hmm. us this past Sunday. So let's go Reds. <laughs> I will cheer for Liverpool this Saturday. Let's go yes. Reds. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> now, this game of the week announcement comes with a little caveat, which is that we, as the Windy City Wingers have um, had a discussion regarding the logistics of the podcast, um, the editing work that Ian does, um, the time that it's taken um, from our schedules to make this happen every week, we've decided to go on a hiatus for the time. So we are going to say goodbye for a time. It doesn't necessarily mean forever. Um, but uh, we will not be back next week to give you a breakdown of the Champions League final. However, we still highly recommend that you yeah. tune in and watch. You've got to. It's the Champions League final. Liverpool, Real Madrid, two powerhouse teams who had great years. Make sure you're tuning in. Um, but we will not be giving a breakdown next week, unfortunately. Do we want to do predictions anyway? Yes. Of course we do. Of course like the we do. Stand. <laughs> yeah. I am going to go. I'm hopping on the train with Dave. Liverpool wins. Real Madrid's a great team. I'm going three to one, Liverpool. So I'm going to be argumentative here. I'm going to go against the grain. It's going to be two to one, Madrid. They have been ridiculous in tournament games this season. A two or a three? Two. 
two to one. Ooh, okay. Real Madrid. Right. It'll be a counter, both goals. It'll be something crazy from Benzema or Modric pulls off a pass that you never saw coming. Uh, they have been ridiculous in the Champions League. Last second winners, unstoppable. So I I think, unfortunately for uh, for Liverpool, Madrid is going to take this one. Uh, I'm going to go with three to two Liverpool. I think there's going to be a lot of goals. Lots of I goals. I think uh, Liverpool's defense is locked in right now. It's going to be a big goal fest. Before I think if there's any crazy prediction I want to just throw out there for this game, nothing's coming to mind right now. Yeah, if it's a goal fest, Liverpool wins it. But I, I think yeah. that Madrid can maybe nick one late, and that's going to be their whole goal. Typical. <laughs> Other games that are happening this coming week, this coming weekend. Dave, you're on top of it, man. You're in it. I am. I'm deep. Real deep. <laughs> um, if you're really hyped up after the Champions League final, there is a very important game the day after at 10.30 a.m. May 29th on ESPN+. Plus. It's Huddersfield Town versus Nottingham Forest, the championship playoff final at Wembley for oh, the right to be the God. final team in the Premier League next year. You should be amped. You should be hyped. It's huge for European soccer. Winner takes all. You get promotion. Let's go tricky trees. Let's go Ents. Tricky trees. Yes, I am rooting for the Ents. Um, do you know, I, there's a nickname for the game and I can't remember it, but it's something like the richest game in football because you I, either uh, that sounds make it up to right. the Premier League yeah, and get that yeah. bump or you don't. Okay. Yeah. Can't yeah. remember that right now. Yeah, I think that is spot on. So... Definitely watch it. It's huge. I feel like Nottingham's the favorite, but anything could happen. It'd be more fun for the Premier League if Nottingham makes it, but I'm a biased person constantly, so don't listen to me. Uh, (laughs) Following up with that next week, June 1st, 1.45 p.m. I believe this is also on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Scotland versus Ukraine. The game that got postponed the game that is important to the mm-hmm. beginning of the bracket that determines the team that is in the United States men's national team group. So whoever wins this game plays Wales on June 5th. So huge game on the, on the 1st of July. And then you have to pay attention on the 5th as well. Cause whoever wins this bracket of the UEFA playoff will be in our group. Mm-hmm. So all of them have fascinating stories. We've talked about them briefly, but again, Familiarize yourself because it's been a while. Scotland's got a great story. Wales has a great story. Ukraine, obvious like mm-hmm. hardship right now. It'd be crazy if they pulled it off. Uh, we will be in a group with a team that has everything to play for. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole tournament. There's like a mini tournament in June. Just pay attention. Yes. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, Costa Rica, New Zealand. I think it's. Peru versus dang. Well, that was close. I've ran out of information, people. This is <laughs> That's the end. It. <laughs> and for our closing thoughts here, Dave, you have one final announcement one more. regarding Slovenia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing it back into Chicago. Uh, so, Poland was actually trying to poach Slonina from the UN's U.S. men's national team. Don't you do and, uh, it. I was, it was not very subtle. Very scared. My brother and I had late conversations into the night about how scared we were about this. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but it turns out that he has declared that he will play for the U.S. men's national team, which is yeah. massive. And I, I, I hope he stays in Chicago for a while, but it might mm. be better for his development and better for the U.S. men's national team if he leaves. So... I would expect maybe this will be the last year we get him in Chicago. If not, you know, he's kind of going through a rough patch. We'll see how he bounces out of it. Uh, it really comes down to your form as a keeper. You have to be locked in. Otherwise, you don't play. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Have super happy that he is he's committed to USA. Uh, yeah, that was very frightening for a second. Poland was not subtle. Um, but yeah, he is USA through and through. And I think he'll be wearing that number one jersey for the US and very shortly. Thank you, Slonina. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for playing for the United States. So my closing thought is bringing it back to our listeners. 
Thank you very much for going on this journey with us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in every week, for downloading, for listening, for sending in questions, um, for all the things that you've done to support us. Again, I, I'm talking like this is the end. This is not necessarily the end. Uh, we're, we're taking a hiatus, a break. Um, so this is not goodbye forever, um, but it's just goodbye for the time. Um, but heartfelt appreciation for every single one of you. Thank you all very, very much. Well said. Golf clap for you, Herman. <laughs> Even though we will not be on the air, so to speak, posting new episodes for you each and every week, feel free to still reach out to us. WindyCityWingers.info at gmail.com. Drop us a quick line. Let us know um, if and when we do come back, what you want to hear about. Let us know if you have questions, thoughts, or let us know that you miss us. Yeah, we would love that mailbag to be overflowing by the time we get back. So that would be really fun. (laughs) That would be great. Brady, if our listeners want to reach out to you or want to give you a follow somewhere so they can keep up to date with their soccer news, sports news overall, where can they do that? For the sports, follow me at stat underscore bro on Twitter. I'm trying to get better about tweeting at fire games because I'm going to just about every home game that I can make. Um, and then I also, you know, I've, I've got a new career that I have interesting insights into sports. Um, so it's not as bro as the, oh, bro. Well, it's fun. <laughs> I, I'll make it fun. <laughs> oh, and one more at Brad, the bard 13 on Instagram. That's where a lot of my music stuff is. And, uh, it's, it's kind of taken off. So, uh, be along with the drop, yeah. be along with the ride. Yes, absolutely. And Dave, if our fans want to tune in, get that daily dose, as I'm sure it's going to be daily dose, of Liverpool news, <laughs> trash talk. The roller coaster. <laughs> yes, the roller coaster that you are on. Where can they find you? Yeah, it's going to probably come to a screeching halt around like 4 p.m. on Saturday for a while. But, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take some time to reinvent myself, you know, because Liverpool <laughs> just have won and, you know reprogram it all but i can be found on twitter and instagram at windy city underscore dave and uh i'm sure i'm gonna have some wild way too early predictions that i will blurt out half half blacked out on a saturday (laughs) afternoon you can edit that out in sorry (laughs) i don't think you will nope we're gonna win it all Thank you all again to all of our lovely listeners for tuning in. Appreciate you all. Until next time, this is the Windy City Wingers signing off. Go Red Stars. Go Fire. Everybody, take care of yourselves. But most importantly, go Liverpool. No. Uh, there it was. <laughs> it's a Liverpool podcast. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.